0: I do that's r o dot c o slash i d o. Sign up today for just ninety nine dollars for your first month and one hundred and forty five dollars a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash i d o.
1: Hello, what's going on, guys?
0: Hey, how you doing?
1: So today we have some exciting news. We have a great guest in Chris Cedar, and we are also launching our patreon campaign and patreon if you don't already know is a way that you can support creatives artists podcasters singers i am not a singer i won't attempt to sing but it's a really cool website kind of like kickstarter where you're able to support the podcast and everything that we're doing so it'll go towards helping with the audio equipment editing time website newsletter Uh, Really just all of the stuff that goes into putting this on, getting great guests uh, to provide
0: great content. Maybe a babysitter to watch Stella while we record. (laughs) (laughs) Because as you'll notice in this episode, I am MIA because Stella was a little under the weather and woke up early from her nap, so I was not able to participate in this interview. But um, I have listened to it and it is awesome, so I know you guys will really enjoy it
1: yeah so a nanny would be nice, so sarah can join me it's it's really funny, like we usually plan the interviews that Stella is sleeping, but if any of you have infants, you will know that doesn't always go to plan toddlers, toddlers. infants yeah i guess she's <laughs> she's a toddler now but uh so yeah the patreon dot com that's p a t r e o n dot com forward slash i do podcast And you're able to go on there and support us for as little as $2 a month. You can sign up. And the cool thing is, is you get rewards. So depending on the type of support that you give us, you'll be able to get different rewards. That includes everything from a virtual hug for the $2. We'll give you a (laughs) virtual hug um, all the way up to sponsoring episodes. So lots of cool stuff. And definitely check that out. Patreon.com forward slash I do podcast. One of the other options that's pretty cool is if if you live in San Diego or if you're ever in the area visiting, you can get a stand up paddle lesson from myself. I am a in my my other job, I guess you would call it, is uh, besides being a dad and a podcaster and and a few other things is I'm a professional stand-up paddler. So if you've never tried it, it's super fun. Check that out on uh, one of the rewards for Patreon. and we'd really appreciate it. you know, any any little bit helps. So uh, yeah, check it out.
0: Awesome. And um I know you've probably noticed by now uh, we've been doing some uh, advertising for Audible, uh, which is an awesome resource. If you love to listen to books while you are in the car or working out. So if you are interested in um, having a free Audible trial for 30 days or, uh, and a free audiobook, you can visit audibletrial.com forward slash idopodcast and you can get a free trial and a free book. So check that out as well and, and we will get some chuckles for that. So we do appreciate the support.
1: We like shekels. No not pay for the babysitter. <laughs> and another way that you can help support the podcast is through Amazon. If you click on the Amazon link in our show notes on, on iTunes, you can see the link. Also on our website, um, the link is there. And what that does is it bookmarks our affiliate link and gives us a small percentage of everything you buy. If you're anything like us, and, and that comes directly from Amazon. It doesn't add anything to what you're already buying. So that's awesome. And we order a lot of stuff on Amazon. <laughs> so I'm sure you guys are users. And that would be a great way to help help us out at the podcast. And Black Friday is coming up in a few weeks. So for sure, people are going to be ordering some stuff, Amazon Prime, ready to go. So yeah, yeah we I'm really... i
0: obsessed with Amazon Prime. And Amazon, actually, I don't know if anybody else here has just tried it, but we just tried Amazon Fresh, and I'm a big fan.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> I'm going to tell them this is kind of embarrassing.
0: No, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I think it is. If anybody has a one-year-old, they will totally understand.
1: Yeah, well, we live a block from a grocery <laughs> store, literally a block. I walk there pretty much every day. So I come home, and there's a whole bunch of Amazon grocery bags. I'm like, what's this? And Sarah's like, oh, I tried Amazon Fresh. I said, okay, what is, it's just groceries, right? Yeah, yeah, but they deliver it straight to you. (laughs) I said, I can literally walk to the grocery store. It's probably the same distance. as If you lived in like a mansion, the same distance to get to your kitchen. So anyways, we used it once. That's the (laughs) the moral of the story.
0: I think if anyone else or any other mother has a one-year-old, you will greatly respect not having to go to the store with your toddler. And you wake up and you have all your groceries on your front door and it just makes life so much easier. (laughs) Yes.
1: Or you could send your great husband to the store to get get the groceries. That's true. Which I do. You do. You do. Anyways check out that Amazon link. And we really appreciate you guys listening, giving us feedback. Um, We're getting emails and comments daily with your questions and with your feedback. And we really appreciate it. And thank you so much because that's why we do it. Work on our relationship and help you guys as well. So today's guest is Chris Cedar. A lot of valuable information there. Chris is got a really interesting niche with his websites. It's exboyfriendrecovery and exgirlfriendrecovery dot com. And what Chris does is he helps people who have recently gone through a breakup or maybe are about to go through a breakup. Really, like the ultimate resource for. Whether you should get back with your ex or move on in kind of the steps to consider when you're going through that process. So today I talked with Chris and, and Sarah, Stella had woken up from her nap just when we got going. So Sarah is not involved in the conversation, but Chris and I got a lot of great stuff with what to do when you have gone through a breakup or if you're about to go through a breakup. So definitely listen for things like the no contact rule and what is that? That's basically after you've gone through a breakup, you want to have a period of time to kind of de-stress, to, to kind of unload and relax and clear your mind and not make any rash decisions on uh, as far as getting back with your ex or immediately moving on. Now, if you've had a, an abusive relationship, then certainly, you can just move on, you know, uh, physical or emotional abuse is really not going to be something that you should tolerate. If it is something you really want to work out. And we talk about this, you need to seek professional advice. So really want to make that clear. And in a therapist can help guide you through that. But, um, if you just had a, maybe a disagreement and you've broken up, give yourself some time to not be in touch with your ex And evaluate yourself, look inward, and then after a few weeks, and and Chris goes into detail how to do this, and then you can consider contacting them again and possibly going through the steps that he outlines to get back with your ex. So a lot of valuable information. Going through a breakup is very emotionally draining and, and is a hard thing for anyone to go through. So hope you guys find some value in this. And like always, we appreciate you listening. Hi, guys. We are excited to welcome Chris Seder to today's show. Thank you for joining us, Chris.
2: Yeah, pleasure to be here, Chase. Thank you so much. Chris is the
1: mastermind behind com and com, where he has been able to put thousands of couples back together through his knowledge and relationship guidance techniques. I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships.
2: Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. If you just go online right now, you can pretty much get an idea of how sp- really bad quality advice is about breakups in general, not just getting an ex back, but getting over an ex. And so I just saw a gap in the market, so to speak, and kind of poured my heart and soul into creating content, high quality advice content. And um, I've been able to meet some amazing people. I've been able to help people. I've gotten people married. So it's really been fulfilling for me to help people go through their own process and figure out what they want to do. So
1: yeah. That's awesome, and I think we're going to give our listeners a lot of value here today. Whether you're in a healthy relationship or not, there are a lot of things that are good to know, and certainly if you have recently broken up or you're thinking about it, uh, it's, it's an emotional thing, and I think there's going to be a lot of value, and that'll just kind of lead us right into our topic of breaking up and then moving on, or not moving on trying to get back with your ex. So the first thing I want to ask you is, if you have broken up, how do you know if you should be trying to get back with your ex or not, or if you should be moving on?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's actually a really good question, and it's probably the question that I get asked more than anything. Like, what kind of chance do I have, or should I get him back, Should I, should I – move on and really what i think it boils down to is letting people go through their own process because i learned really early on when i would tell people who already kind of knew that they wanted to get their ex back that even though they shouldn't get their ex back. I mean I have the benefit of being kind of having a bird's eye view of their situation when they explain it. I am an impartial third party, so I can kind of see what's going on, see things in a way that they can't see. And if I come to the conclusion, hey, you shouldn't get back with this person, and I tell that to someone, they'll nod their head and they'll they'll obviously – be respectful to the advice I give them, but they'll still try to get them back. So I learned early on to let people go through their own process. But as far as knowing whether or not you should get back with your ex, I really think it boils down to putting yourself what I like to call through a gauntlet. So one of the big things I recommend is this idea of a no contact rule. Obviously, scientists have discovered that whenever you go through a breakup, the part of your brain that becomes active is the same part of your brain that becomes active in a drug addict going through withdrawal. So essentially trying to move on from a breakup can be really, really difficult because your body and mind are kind of feeling the effects of a withdrawal, almost like a drug addict withdrawal. And so I find that a lot of people make a lot of really silly mistakes along the way trying to get their exes back. They really make a lot of silly mistakes along the way trying to get over their exes. Mm -hmm. And really what it boils down to is going through what I like to call a no-contact rule where they can basically ignore their ex for a certain amount of time. Obviously, there are some alterations that you have to make along the way, but the gist of it is you're going to give yourself some time to kind of get over the breakup. You're going to give yourself some time to move on, to make some positive changes in your life, and most importantly, you can also make your ex miss you, which is – kind of backed up by the psychological theory called psychological reactance, which basically states that if you take away someone's freedom to do something, they're going to act in a way to try to get that freedom back. So by using a no contact rule on your ex, you're basically taking away their freedom to talk to you and they're more likely to act in a way to try to get that freedom back. But I've found that we've actually had more success with people who utilize the no contact rule in a way to facilitate their own personal growth. So i I think the best way that you can kind of determine whether or not um, you should get back with your ex is to go into a no contact rule. Obviously, this only applies if you're broken up. I mean, if you're thinking about getting breaking up with your ex, that's a whole other discussion. But let's assume you're broken up and you've decided you want to do a no contact rule where you're ignoring your ex for a certain amount of time. Well, while you're in that no contact rule, you're obviously ignoring them if they reach out to you. But at the same time, you're doing things to facilitate your own personal growth. You're going out. You're meeting new people. um, You kind of have this mindset of dating yourself where you, you try to treat yourself the way you think you should be treated by a significant other. And if you can make it out the other end of the no contact rule after doing all of these really positive things, making all of these really positive changes in your life, and you still want your ex back, then I think it's worth a try to get your ex back. So that was a really long-winded, probably the most long-winded answer I've ever given, but that that's kind of the, the process I think people should take if they're going to determine whether or not they should get back with their ex.
1: Yeah, no, it makes sense. And I like that in the sense that it, it kind of gives you – a chance to to reset you know there's a lot of emotions when you're in a relationship and certainly when you've broken up with someone so rather than breaking up and then trying to you know maybe overanalyze it and get too much inside your head that you sort of take some time to not talk to them or even necessarily think about them too much and really look inside yourself because a lot of times we find even in a in a healthy relationship it's coming from A problem that the person has in dealing with their own emotions, the individual, and not necessarily their partner that is creating an issue. So once you deal with those emotions yourself, then if you're in a relationship, you can talk to your partner and work it out, uh, whatever problem you have. Or if you've recently broken up, like you said, you have this period, you look introspectively, and then you can make a healthy decision on whether you move forward in speaking with your ex again and maybe trying to work something out, or you say, you know what, I I realized that that was not a
2: healthy relationship and it's time to move on. Yeah, I think you bring up a really interesting point because when you're going through a breakup, you're really not your best self. You are – Usually, like I said, you're trying – you're kind of going through this withdrawal period, and you're not in the best frame of mind to make a big decision like, oh, should I try to get them back or, oh, should I just move on? And sometimes it just takes time, and we live in a society where people want results like that. So this is kind of the thing you can't rush, and, and that's where I find I have a lot of trouble with. Clients that I work with, they just want to rush and get results. But sometimes the best thing for them is to actually move on, but you have to kind of let them come to that conclusion on their own. So it's a good point you bring up, Chase.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's easy to say these things, but when you're, you use the, the information about our brain and, and being like we're an addict coming off basically coming right. off of the drug and it, and it's yeah. true and anyone that's been through a breakup will be like yeah you feel you know like crap basically mm-hmm. and and your body is literally going through these physical withdrawal symptoms in right. the very real sense of of not having this drug this this dopamine and the positive. Reinforcements you're getting from your relationship, so certainly taking the time to to let that sort of work itself out and not making decision there is important. Um, I want to I want to sort of drill down on maybe what a deal breaker would be. So someone that's that's had a a breakup and they're they're listening to this and they're like, all right, I'm gonna have the no contact period. But to me, um, there's a few things that are probably deal breakers that from the get-go you can say that is not a healthy relationship. What might some
2: examples be? (laughs) Well, there's actually a lot. So the first one that came to mind, and this is just because I deal with thousands of people asking me questions every single day. If you are in a relationship with someone and you are the other woman or your ex is basically cheating and you're the person that they're cheating with, that is a situation I would not try to get back into. And These are actually the kind of people that have the most difficulty accepting it because they almost feel like they never got what they fully wanted from their partner because their partner was split between maybe his or her wife or husband, um, and you were just kind of on the back burner. So that's kind of a situation I recommend to people not to get back into. Obviously, we have physical and emotional abuse, and that's something that pops up a lot, and pops up a lot actually with teenagers going through their first type of relationships. They really don't know how to handle the feelings involved. They're not necessarily mature in how they handle things, so they're emotionally abusive. Um, those are some of the top deal breakers that come to mind. I'm sure there are a lot more, but I, I'd really have to sit down and, and look through the data to get them all. But, yeah. That's really the first ones that came to mind. I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure there's more though.
1: Yeah, no, but I, I think it's important you mentioned the, the physical and emotional abuse. That's kind of what I wanted to share with our listeners because if you're listening to this and 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 you've gone through a breakup or maybe you're about to and there is physical, emotional abuse, it's it's not healthy to sort of try to work that out and look into yourself. Like that's something where... That is not a healthy relationship and not someone you want to be with. Now, people can change and by no means am am justifying that kind of interaction in a relationship. But I think maybe it's something we can encourage our listeners to go to a professional therapist or counselor. If you're separated or breaking up and you have these abuse issues in a relationship, but you've maybe been with this person for a long time and you really think that they're... a good person and they slipped up and I think there are exceptions and and people can change, not all the Mm -hmm. time, but then maybe that's something where you you need to go get professional help and let someone like a third party like yourself or or like a, a relationship counselor sit down and really examine from both sides what's going on with you. But I think more importantly, the abusive partner and then make steps based on their guidance.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point you bring up. And you actually made me think of another one kind of within this abuse type thing. Um, I've seen oftentimes people who threaten to commit suicide when there's a breakup involved. So it's sort of a weird ultimatum where they give um, their partner, maybe the person who broke up with them, well, if you break up with me, I'm going to kill myself. That's the type of thing you should not really get involved with. And you should recommend that person see someone professional um, and I it's something I've seen strangely a lot. And it, it's a little disturbing to watch unfold. Um, and I think it's just because there's so many emotions going through the breakup that people aren't acting in the rational mind. So yeah, that's absolutely something I would say. If there's any type of physical abuse, emotional abuse, get some professional help, someone who deals with this for a living, because I don't deal with this for a living. I deal with, you know, helping people through breakups and this is a part of helping people through breakups but it's on a different level if you catch my meaning
1: yeah the extreme end and what we're talking about this abuse or self-destructive behavior um is is something where yeah like you you um maybe the analogy is like you're the walk-in clinic and you can help a lot of sick and injured people but if someone comes in and they need the er um, they need a specialist right they need a specialist and yeah it seems Good like analogy changes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I just wanted to wanted to make sure that the uh if the and as I'm sure you do in your work that if those rather serious things extremely serious things are coming up that that someone listening to this isn't like, oh well, maybe I can work it out and no contacts like no, like you mm-hmm. need to either be done with that relationship completely and and shut that down, or if you are committed to to trying to work on it. Doing so through a professional means, and uh, to me, that's going to be the healthiest way.
2: Yeah, that's actually the smartest way too, not only the healthiest. That's the smartest way to approach it because that is something completely on a different level like we're talking about. Absolutely.
1: Well, what do you find is one of the most common reasons that couples break up?
2: Uh, Really, the most common reasons that couples break up are – this is going to sound really weird, but I think they're – On different wavelengths. So, a perfect example I can give you is I interviewed this woman a couple months ago, and she said one of her clients, uh, she was like a dating coach, really good one. She's based out of New York, but she said one of her clients um, was in the frame of mind that she wanted her boyfriend to marry her, and she was already talking about rings and going out ring shopping, and he had never mentioned it once. Well, obviously, these two people are in completely different wavelengths, and I think. A lot of it boils down to where they are in their life like obviously women who want to get married dating a guy who doesn't want to get married there's obviously a different wavelength there and they necessarily don't always agree and they can cause them to clash and fight and eventually break up so i would say the number one cause of breakups usually revolves around that Uh, I could give you like a really basic answer, like not communicating well enough, but Mm -hmm. really there's more to it than that. And it's not necessarily like one specific thing that causes someone to break up. It could be a combination of a lot of different things. And I find that women are actually really careful about when they break up with a man. Uh, Men are maybe a little bit more impulsive. So the woman does something to make them mad and then they'll as a retaliation, break up with them. Women are very careful about how they break up with men. And that's just because I run two websites, one for men, one for women. And that's kind of the difference I've seen between the two of them.
1: Huh, that's interesting that that maybe um, women are, are thinking a, a bit more about it and, and not being as impulsive.
2: Yeah. Well, I think, I think women are a little more hardwired to want stability in a partner um maybe it's something evolutionary because women are just not as physically strong so they're they maybe their way of surviving is to partner up with a male who can provide and sometimes women who really really are in love with a guy but he's not maybe the best provider maybe he's kind of a deadbeat um she's not going to break up with him immediately she's going to go through a process and really try to make sure it's the right thing for her. So that's some of the differences I've seen between the two gender breakup roles.
1: Interesting. Well, now it's time for the lasting love round. I'll ask you a series of questions and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship.
2: (laughs) That's fun. Okay.
1: (laughs) What's one thing people can do on a daily basis to improve their relationship?
2: Um, I would say the best thing you can do on a daily basis to improve your relationship is I would say obviously it's it's difficult when you have as I'm sure you are well aware because you have your new 1-year-old daughter, when you have children involved, it's difficult to find time to spend together. Um, but I think it's important to at least have a few carve out a few minutes every single day to have some alone time with your partner. Life is busy, it can get in the way and there's so many excuses that you can come up with why you can't spend time with your partner but i think it's 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 a really important thing to spend quality alone time with your partner so that would be the best advice i yeah. can think of off the top of my head
1: i think that's good and i think like you said with today modern day technology and everything it's it's harder and harder to do that and people are busy but to i think to consciously take that time. And then when you take that time to be present with your partner, yeah. probably like you're not on put the phone your phone the away. Yeah. Your lock, lock your phone right. in, in another room. The phone should not be there and, and really just zero in. Cause it's almost like I find myself, it's, it's like an automatic response. Sometimes if you're just bored and you go on your phone, yeah. you start scrolling through the news and Instagram. And then certainly if, if you're trying to make this time with your partner, Put those away. Zero in on each other. That's really valuable advice. Ask them how how their day went, and take some time to do it every day. Is really important.
2: Yeah, and I guess the other thing I would say is obviously when you start dating the person, there's this kind of honeymoon period to go through. But that doesn't ever last forever. You kind of grow a little complacent in your relationship, and things can grow a little stale. So maybe go the extra mile a little bit. Like I'll give you an example. Today, I just bought my wife flowers. I was just sitting here thinking, wow, she's, I'm working. She's out there watching the baby. That's a lot harder than what I'm doing. And I'm sure you can attest to that too. Like yeah. watching a watching a baby is like a really big deal. So I bought her flowers. I'm trying to go the extra mile and show her I still care. So doing things like that is probably a, a good thing to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I got to step my game up. I got to get some flowers.
2: <laughs> Do it, Chase. Do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is there a book or resource you could recommend for those interested in learning
2: more about improving their relationships? Uh, really? This is going to sound really weird. Um, I like to read a lot, and I always find there's different psychological studies and things that you can refer to and apply it to your own relationships. Um, my resource reading usually revolves around breakups, but... Probably the one that really sticks out to me that I read lately, even though it's truly meant for women, um, is this book by a a woman named Sherry Argov, and I think it's called Why Men Love Bitches. (laughs) And it's probably, even though I'm like as as manly as you can get, I I dumbed myself down and, and took the plunge and read it, and it had some pretty good advice in there. So any women listening, I would say definitely read that.
1: Interesting. I haven't heard that one before and what's the general
2: idea well the the general idea is basically teaching you the rules in today's day and age of how to date or how a woman should date and she had some really interesting things and originally my wife had this book and we when we moved in together she had brought it with her and I, I just happened to see it so I picked it up and I started going through it and I noticed she had some pages like earmarked. <laughs> <laughs> and so obviously I started reading them, the earmarked pages and the highlighted pages because she had some highlighted and I was like, oh my God, she used this stuff on me. And um, <laughs> hey, it worked. We got married. So nice. But, yeah, I'm a like success story.
1: Taking the playbook from the other side. All, right, the, all right. the guys listening, check out Why Men Love Bitches. And we'll have that <laughs> book on your show notes page at idopodcast.com. What is the first piece of advice you would give to individuals who have recently suffered a breakup? Discipline.
2: If, if you really want to not only get over your ex or get your ex back, you need to be disciplined. And that's the hardest thing for people because, like I said, we're dealing with a breakup, which is essentially like going through a withdrawal of a, of, of a like drug addiction. So being disciplined and, and maybe not contacting your ex or being disciplined about how you contact them, um, that's really the key. So if, if you can master that, you'll, you'll be in really, really good shape.
1: I think that's great advice. And again, easier said than done, but yep. but really being conscious about if that's not a healthy relationship and you know it, that two weeks after you broke up and you're lonely on a Friday night, it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to send them a text, right? And I'm sure you get this all the time.
2: Yeah. You wouldn't believe some of the stories I hear. And I'm a really big believer, like I said, in letting people go through their own process and and letting them come to the conclusion on their own. But with my own strategy of teaching people to get back with their exes, I have a lot of stuff in there specifically designed to test a person and make them realize that maybe this isn't the relationship that they want to go forward on. And a lot of times people who go through my strategies just don't want their exes back anymore because they've kind of picked themselves up, rebuilt their life. They, they've become empowered and, um, it, it's a good thing, but yeah, I, I would say discipline is the most important thing, even if you want to get over your ex, because like you said, that Friday night, you're lonely, that the phone is right there. You got that inner voice in the back of your head, just telling you, mm, I wonder what they are up to. It's so easy just to send that text. And once you send the text, it's just, it, it can snowball like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Great advice. What advice would you give our listeners who are single and looking for a happy relationship?
2: Be open to things. Uh, One of the big problems I always had is I was a really extremely shy person. Um, and that's not necessarily good for a, for a male who's supposed to be the one that goes up and strikes up a conversation and, um, you know, charms a woman and and is able to date her. So I I think my whole thing is I was a little scared and shy. Um, but being open was a big thing for me when I finally opened myself up and and became ready to date someone. Um, it, it made things a lot better in life. You get opportunities. Life is nothing but a series of choices. You have all sorts of opportunities to date people. And oftentimes it's these small opportunities that you say no to that can lead to a great thing. So just being open and saying yes to something that maybe you wouldn't say yes to can work out for you. I got philosophical. Sorry,
1: Chase. No, it's good. I I love it. And I can uh, sort of relate. I was definitely not the most outgoing single when I was younger before I met my wife and certainly it doesn't hurt to try. You never know unless you try and being open to the experiences or approaching a woman um, or approaching a guy, obviously in a in a respectful and, and appropriate manner, but uh, that's how you meet maybe your wife or husband.
2: Yeah. It, isn't it crazy? Would you say that now that you're married uh, to your lovely wife that you're a lot more outgoing than you used to be?
1: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely yeah, there's definitely like a uh a pressure, I guess a little bit to like perform and say the right things and and certainly trying to maybe impress and mm. <laughs> once you don't have that pressure, it it's a little bit easier. So, if you're single, relax, you know, it's yeah, all going to work relax. out. <laughs> Well, I've really enjoyed hearing all the advice you've given our listeners today. So let's finish by you tell us where they can find you and then we'll say goodbye.
2: Yeah, sure. So the best place to find me is I have two websites, both dealing with breakups. Uh, for women, you can go to Ex Boyfriend Recovery, which you can find at www.exboyfriendrecovery.com. It's just basically a website for full of high quality advice and I'm the kind of guy who likes to give before I try to make you pay for anything so honestly I, I'm pretty sure like all of my business partners everything are are, are probably going to hate me for saying this but um, you could probably go on our on our website and learn everything you need to know about getting an ex back, getting over an ex, without having to pay for anything. And of course, you have men who are listening. You can find me at X Girlfriend Recovery, which you can find at www.exgirlfriendrecovery.com. It's the same type of thing. I put my heart and soul into the content. I'm really there to help you, and even put together a team of individuals to answer your questions because we have so many people asking questions about their. So we usually can get back to you within 24 to 48 hours. If we don't, just contact me through the support email and I'll get to you. So that's uh, that's where you can find me. Excellent. Well, thank you, Chris.
1: Thanks for coming on the show today and sharing your knowledge and for taking the time. Yeah, it was a blast. Thank you so much, Chase.
0: Hi, Sarah here. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so through Patreon, Amazon, or Audible.com. All the links are on the bottom of our show notes page on iDupodcast.com and in the description for this episode. Also, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe on iTunes. We appreciate it so much. Thanks.
1: You are listening to a pleasure podcast.